The following program is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to the podcast. This is Rudy's Revelation. It's Sunday, December 19th, 2021. This week I'll be talking about resistance. But resistance to what? Depopulation and democide. Is there a difference between these two terms? Is democide depopulation and is depopulation democide? Also be talking back to the Sunday Talking Heads on CBS Face the Nation. Or CBS News reporter Imitaz Tiab reports on the surge in the Omicron cases in Britain and mentions for the first time in the corporate media that thousands resisting vaccination mandates and lockdown measures in the face of the apparent manufactured threat of a new viral strain. We'll also be checking in with Sunday Morning Propaganda at our favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning, where Nancy Giles tries to soften the stigma of murderers and felony criminals while reporting on a prison arts and crafts program. Now, I have nothing against helping convicted felons by offering substantive programs, but this is an overt attempt to lessen the stigma of serious offenders as progressive policies aim to release more of these criminals onto the streets of the United States. Also be tearing into the sunny New York Times, showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes the facts to mislead the public. And, of course, I'll be going over the weekend headlines all in the next 30 minutes. But first, I'll be taking you back to school, giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. And I just wanted to start out with, uh, I know we're going to talk about resistance and depopulation and democide, but I wanted to start off with the word of the day, soft kill. Soft kill, slow killing without the knowledge of the person or persons, using disinformation or withholding evidence. Governments use water fluoridation, GMO, any propaganda-fed poison promising one thing and giving another, pharmaceutical drug side effects, ECT, to soft kill populations, legal poisoning of others especially when you know it lowers the lifespan on purpose. Now that definition is from Urban Dictionary. But I wanted to get into resistance, 
and this is from Miriam Webster, the essential meaning of resistance from Miriam Webster, refusal to accept something new or different, effort made to stop or fight against something or someone, the ability to prevent something from having an effect. In the full definition, an act of instance of resisting a means of resisting the power of capacity to resist the inherent ability of an organism to resist harmful influences the capacity of a species or strain of microorganism to survive exposure an opposing or retarding force the opposition offered by a body or substance to the passage through it of electricity current, a psychological defense mechanism wherein a patient rejects, denies, or otherwise opposes the therapeutic efforts of a psychotherapist or the media. An underground organization of a conquered or nearly conquered country engaging in sabotage and secret operations against occupying forces. And I want to talk about this one a little bit. This is from wordnick.com where they have the definition of a psychological definition of process in which the ego opposes the conscious recall of an anxiety-producing experience. And as we heard before, an underground organization engaged in struggle for national liberation in a country under military or totalitarian occupation. But what we're really doing in this resistance is we're resisting the totalitarian occupation of our bodies. This is from Bloomberg Opinion. From 2021, March 28th, what does the world need? More humans. Global depopulation is looming existential threat that no one is talking about. And this is an article by Tyler Cowen. How worried should we be about global depopulation? Some East Asian countries have fertility rates near or even below 0.1.0, while much of the core population of Europe is shrinking. In the U.S., fertility rates have fallen below replacement rates, hitting a historic low of 1.7 in 2019. And this will likely fall even further in 2020 due to a part to COVID. Many of the world's poorer countries are seeing their birth rates plunge at unprecedented time. By the year 2100, according to one projection, world population growth will be practically zero. Now, Tyler Cohen is a Bloomberg Opinion columnist. He is a professor of economics at George Mason University and writes a blog, Marginal Revolution. If you think the world is overpopulated, Tyler goes on, and has serious environmental problems, you might welcome this news. Who would welcome this news? But as my colleague Robin Hansen has pointed out, dwindling populations creates their own inexorable logic, and the Japanese population shrinks by half to 65 million or so. What's to stop it from declining to 30 million or 20 million? Well, he goes on that uh, shrinking population has its own problems, and they're arguing that fact here. But if no one's talking about depopulation, I just wanted to prove that, and this is from March of this of last year, of this year, excuse me. So, and this is from Forbes, uh, this is from 2012, though, the next black swan global depopulation 
We have all heard the thesis of real estate investing. Global population has been expanding since antiquity, interrupted by wars, disasters, pandemics, and famine. Malthusian predictions of overpopulation, unsustainability, and resource depletion have also been a part of the conventional wisdom since antiquity and remain popular today. See Paul Gilding's The Earth is Full TED Talk. It is, after all, a common trait of the human mind to assume that the past is an accurate predictor of the future. In contrast to these apocalyptic forecasts, over 40% of the world's population lives in nations with sub-replacement fertility. And that, we heard before, that's us. So, but what is driving this? Is, is That's what I want to say. We go to the Pointer Institute, which is a fact-checker fact-checked by Rappler, whatever the fuck that is. False. COVID-19 is not real. This is, I guess, the claim. It is part of a program for massive depopulation of over 80% of the population. So, and they fact-check this one thing, 80% of the population. Once you start fact-checking things with numbers in it, what if it's 79%? (laughs) of the population, that it's true, was 90% of the population. The term COVID actually means a certificate of identification of vaccination with artificial intelligence. This is the, again, this is the straw man argument because no everybody knows it's certificate of vaccination identification, not certificate of identification of vaccination with artificial intelligence is what is written here. And they try to say here that CO stands for corona, VI stands for virus, and D stands for disease. Formally, no, not formally, but academically, the disease was referred to uh, novel coronavirus, which is NCOV-19. So they're fact-checking a straw man. And here we have from the Cambridge Dictionary, depopulation, the action or causing a country or area to have fewer people living in it. Now, have we seen that birth rates have declined? So there is, as stated in the previous articles, already depopulation going on. Fact check, COVID-19s are not a depopulation plan. This is from Reuters fact check. The text in one post here has more than 1,200 likes and 5,000 shares reads, imagine a depopulation plan so diabolical and so perfect I could literally pull it off without 90% of the herd even knowing what was going on, or even better, get the herd to ignore their own fate and actively participate in it. You're watching it in real time right now. And so they go on that people are concerned with depopulation plans. Um, and this, is, this isn't something to, as we saw from the word of the day, soft kill from the Urban Dictionary, This isn't something outside of people's minds. There is fluoride in water. There is GMO. There is cancer-causing chemicals that are put into our environment every day. Everybody's heard of glyphosate, right? That is indeed cancer-causing. Possible carcinogen, they say. So here's from Wikipedia, population decline, uh, sometimes underpopulation or depopulation or population collapse in humans is a reduction in the human population size. Over the long term, stretching from prehistory to present, as stated earlier, Earth's total human population has continued to grow. However, current projections suggest that this long-term tread of steady population growth may be coming to an end. Why would that be? It wouldn't be, co- it wouldn't be because of some depopulation plan 
Where do you think Planned Parenthood came from? You don't think these Malthusian people that are planning the Earth's future have, have taken into consideration anything like this? Until the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, global population grew very slowly. About 1800, the growth rate accelerated to a peak of 2.9% annually in both 1967 and 68 and 68 and 69. But since then, due to the worldwide collapse of the total fertility rate, let me just read that again. Due to the worldwide collapse of the total fertility rate, it has declined to 1%, 1.05% of 2020. The global growth rate is absolute numbers accelerated to a peak in 92.9 million in 1988 and has declined to 81.3 million in 2020. So this is all being thought about. So what's causing fertility rates to decline? Obviously, it's the environmental aspects. The Bill Gates depopulation through forced vaccination headline explained the well-trodden conspiracy theory continues to circulate on social media from Dan Evan. And this is from Snopes. So, again, they're going to say, oh, it's false. Claim a newspaper article about Bill Gates bearing the headline depopulation through forced vaccination has been scrubbed from the Internet. False. A photograph showing a genuine headline from an Irish tabloid known for its conspiratorial and misleading content. While his tablo- tabloid no longer appears to be in print, Archive versions of the page are still online. So it's true. So there was an article, a newspaper article, Bill Gates bearing the headline topic. So there was a newspaper article. And you're saying the article is false, and then it goes into the thing. Um, you could just look at his TED Talk or, or look at anything else when he talks about carbon. And one of the uh, aspects of his equation is population. And he goes, one of these numbers has to get to zero, and everyone laughs. You know what he was referring to. Why would everyone laugh? But I'm not going to go into, like, debunking the debunking. Science-based medicine depopulation by COVID-19 vaccines. COVID-19 and anti-vaccine conspiracy theorists like Joe. These are all doctors, by the way. Joe Mercola, Michael Yidon, and Peter McCullough are spreading the conspiracy theory that COVID-19 vaccines are intended as a tool for global depopulation. Or soft kill. As you go back to soft kill, the definition of including ingredients or things into the environment that you eat or whatever that will kill you eventually or give you cancer or do anything. So you will not live out your, let's say, old age is 80s. Okay, so you won't live out to old age. So you'll die in middle age of cancer or maybe even younger. Who, Who knows? So, but this is science-based medicine debunking the depopulation by COVID-19 vaccines. First of all, COVID-19, if people are listening and don't know, mRNA technology, it's a new technology. It's never been widely tested. We don't know long-term effects. And the the clues are that the long-term effects are, are very bad. And that's why this would be considered depopulation by soft kill, which wouldn't depopulate like you take the injection and you die but maybe you die in five years or three years maybe so there's this woman called dr lee Merritt. she also is a doctor like um mccullough the end of the game of vaccines is depopulation this is from april from dr lee Merritt, and she just states here the obvious science proceeds because somebody is right and it's uh reproducible 
none of the mistakes make sense. None of this makes sense scientifically. More and more doctors are waking up. Um, it only makes sense if it's a purposeful takedown of our society. Uh, you have a 99.999% chance of surviving um, this disease. This is unconventional warfare on humanity, like psychological warfare and cyber warfare, which are all being engaged in right now. The evidence shows that this was purposely lab-engineered. And she goes on to the lab-engineered virus. We all know that the end game, the mass of submission, uh, effective treatments are being purposely suppressed. Now, we know that as a fact. So all of these treatments are um, helpful. It's not going to cure you. It's not a cure, but um, it could keep you from getting into the hospital, just like they say um, these vaccines do. The end game with the vaccine may be depopulation, she says. And um, she goes on to all the reasons why. Um, And, you know, it's just if you're a logical person and you look at it, it, it doesn't look very good. And they're just taking advantages of people, um, most people, uh, their uh, ignorance as far as epidemiology is concerned and pharmaceutical industries and definitions like soft kill. So here's the epidemiology, etymology, excuse me, of democidal causing or related, relating to democide. Democidal. This is democide. Democide. Mass murder of people by government, which has power over them. So what if it's soft kills considered mass murder? So I'm going to introduce you to this guy. Rudolf Joseph Rummel was a political scientist and professor at the Indiana uh, University, Yale University, and University of Hawaii, where he spent his career studying data on collective violence and war with a view uh, toward helping their solution and elimination and contrasting genocide, Rommel coined the term democide for the murder by government, such as the genocide of the indigenous peoples and colonialism, this is from Wikipedia, but also the Stalinist purges, Mao Zedong's cultural revolution, and other authoritarian, totalitarian, and un- and they put undemocratic regimes. Uh, I guess you could have a democratic regime uh, committing democide. What if it's soft kill? So, and you can look online at Hawaii Edu and uh, Death by Government, Chapter 2, Definition of Democide by R.J. Rummel. So, this is a blog post by him, and that he lays out the terms genocide, the killing of people by government because of their indelible group membership, politicide, the murder of any people or government because their politics are... Um, you know, not agreeable to the people in power, mass murder, the indiscriminate killing of any person or people by government. Uh, The democide is the murder of any person or people by government, including genocide, politicide, and mass murder and soft kill. Less than 3% of you people read books. So the reading recommendations, I have a few of them today, are going to start with R.J. Rummel. So this guy, again, was a, a political professor. Uh, he has four. This is his fourth book in his series devoted to genocide and government mass murder, and what he calls democide. And this is death by government, genocide, and mass murder since 1900. And then he has another book here, democide, Nazi genocide and mass murder. And then I'm going to leave you with the last one by Matthew White, uh, 
atrocitology, humanity's 100 deadliest achievements, was the 20th century the most violent in history? Are religions or tyrants, capitalism or communism, the cause of most human suffering? Has violence increased or decreased over the course of history? And then this man, Matthew White, considers inhumanity to man across several thousand years of history from the first Punic Wars and the collapse of the Mayan rule. So we're going to get into the headlines uh, from PJ Media, breaking news. Joe Biden just killed the Build Back Better Act, as he put it, after thorough negotiations. Uh, the Dems refused to um, lower the cost of the bill, and so he just pledged he's not going to vote for it now. From the post-millennial, uh, fully vaxxed and boosted Elizabeth Warren test positive for COVID-19. So it's another breakthrough case. They, they make it sound so rare. It's like it doesn't protect you from getting infected. We've been telling you that for a year already. From the AP, court allows Biden employer vaccine mandate to take effect. That's why I'm losing my job. Trump condemned uh, by Anti-Defamation League chief for anti-Semitic tropes. Um, again, you read the statement. It's, I don't think it's anti-Semitic. Uh, he makes some references to Jews. So if you're making references to Jews, I guess in any context, it's anti-Semitic. From the New York Times, uh, most of the world's vaccines likely won't prevent infection from Omicron. They do seem to offer significant protection against severe illness. How do you know that? Where's the data that shows that? The most of the, most of the infections, uh, result in mild illness. We know that. And here you say, well, it's because of the vaccine. How do we know? We don't know. There are plenty of people that are unvaccinated that get mild cases. But the consequences are rapidly spreading infection, worry many of the public, well, you know, it's New York Times. And then from Zero Hedge, uh, this is an important article. The New York Times reveals how Ashley Biden's inappropriate showers with Joe Diary made its way to the Project Veritas. Um, the New York Times did have an article, um, you know, the way the New York Times rolls, um, about the diary and Project. They spent most of their time tarring and feathering Project Veritas. Um, but here... Uh, Tyler Dur Durden, but the Zero Hedge author, uh, writes about how uh, the diary is real. And that's why all the fuss about Project Veritas having it, the diary is real. And apparently, uh, Ashley Biden took showers with her father naked and said there was some inappropriate things going on. From CNBC, Amazon partnered with China propaganda arm. Daily Mail scuffles break out at anti-lockdown protest. Is actually anti-vax mandate and lockdown protest in Parliament Square as thousands of protesters opposed to vaccine passports and Plan B rules clash with police. Thousands protesting. From the Hill, New York governor plans to add booster shot to definition of fully vaccinated. That is uh, a shame. It's ever it's ever changing. From Eyewitness News 7, Bay Area car break-ins are on the rise, prompting some auto owners to leave their trunks open. So when we saw many pictures of this on the wire. From the Hill, NBC crew robbed in Oakland. Again from the Hill, New York Times ousts editor accused of leaving fiery messages for gun rights group. So an editor for the New York Times just called up gun, guns rights groups and um, left profane messages. You know, it's totally unprofessional. Totally unprofessional from Vox. 
is a new kind of religion forming on the Internet. Algorithms are surfacing content that combines Christian ideas like prosperity gospel with new age and non-Western spirituality along with some conspiracy theories. Um, you could read into the article. It doesn't really go much into this, but I think this is in response to Alex Jones um, releasing Reset Wars, which is if you if you get the course, it's kind of like a spiritual... Um, mental, psychological lesson on how to, you know, break out of the cult uh, brainwashing. From AFP, Hong Kong to require quarantine camp stay for travelers from U.S. or anywhere, really. It's China. From the Hill, two-dose vaccines don't include enough antibodies against Omicron, says research. Of course not. you got to get that booster. And then we're going we're gonna to tear right into the New York Times. The first article is from the style section. Always well-groomed, just Lane Maxwell looks impeccable. That was the point. And this whole article by Rhonda Gerlich goes into how that she's, uh, uh, just Lane Maxwell is a fashionista and that it helped her grooming young girls. And um, the author says, well, how can you blame young women for being attracted to this person who was uh, uh, impeccably dressed and offered a, a, a glimpse into the high life of a socialite and high fashion, making excuses for this person who is a monster or, you know, enabling a monster or many monsters. Next article, why Los Angeles declared enforcing its student ma- vaccine mandate and this is like they're going to mandate for students to get this experimental shot. This is just maddening. And, of course, it's in Los Angeles. That's why everybody's leaving California because what, what the hell is going on there? Um, and they basically say, well, the reason is, is what would happen for all the students who don't get vaccinated? They'd lose half the student body. And then what would they do with them? Um it's going to cause quite a legal stir because people pay taxes for public high school. Some U.S. schools close after shooting rumors shooting rumors on social media, and I just want to go on this briefly. Um, they use this all the time. Who's calling in the threats? This is just, look, and this is just, a, and it shows the text message. Uh, this message is from Clark Middle School. We have been notified that on December Friday, the 17th, we are under a threat of a school shooting. I mean, this is just making people crazy. Unless you see a person with a gun and the cops are, like, driving up, just relax. Uh, This is some actual reporting by the New York Times. As U.S. navigates crisis in Haiti, a bloody history looms large. American policy decisions are vital to understanding Haiti's political instability and why it remains the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Why is because the West, the United States including, but mostly the West Europeans, never forgave Haiti for the slave revolution or the the Haitian Revolution. And so they were always kept down, while right on the same island, the Dominican Republic has has fared, you know, a little better, a little bit better. But this is the way, this is the way governments oppress people of other nations. They, because it's all done through finance. As COVID surges, experts say U.S. booster effort is far behind. The CDC now recommends that all adults get boosters. Of course, why would you? It's Omicron. Why wouldn't you? Well, only one in six Americans have received the shot. We're in, we're in health officials. Yeah, well, they explain, they leave a, a bunch of different reasons why in this article by Sean Hubler and Amy Harmon. 
and, and they'll list a couple. Uh, the real reason is because I've talked to people that are vaccinated, and they said, I'm not getting a booster. I'm not getting any more shots. F this. It doesn't protect you. They misled us. They said it would protect you and everything would go back to normal. As, as soon as everyone got fully vaccinated, it does not go back to normal. It'll never go back to normal. And they realize this is a method of control. And so, and now they're really, because you can't undo once getting vaccinated, and now they're worried that they have this substance in their bodies. So it's not what the New York Times says it is. It's because people are freaking out that, oh, my God, Alex Jones was right. The conspiracy theorists were right. It is depopulation. It is soft kill. Map by map, GOP chips away at black Democrats' power. Now, this is an article about redistricting. The, the Democrats redistrict, the Republicans redistrict. It's just a way to kind of chop up your voting blocks into a way where you can get people elected. Um, and it's legal. It's not illegal. So both parties do it, but they frame it in race now. And so GOP chips away at black Democrats' power. Black elected officials have been drawn out of their districts this year or face headwinds to hold on to their seats. Yeah, they do. No one's going for the Democrats because they're monsters. So we leave you the Sunday Review, which is the um, opinion opinion and um, editorial in the New York Times. It's like they pick the best for the week. And the ones I'm going to focus on is this one by Linda Greenhouse, the Supreme Court weaponized. So the Republicans got in three justices and the Democrats wet their pants and they threatened to stack the court. And now the Supreme Court is weaponized because these three conservatives are going to do what they were, you know, appointed to do, which was hold uh, conservative views over the court. And then Paul Krugman has a piece, The Year of Inflation Infamy, and even though he agrees it's no longer transitory, he goes into all the reasons why that it's either good for you or that it's the Republicans that are making too much of a big deal out of the devaluing of your salary and any savings you might have. It doesn't really apply to investment so much, but that's why it kills you know, it doesn't really harm the investment class so much, but anybody who doesn't have investments and just has their money in cash in the bank or, you know, getting paid a wage, uh, it's over for you. So leave you with the talking heads. And first up is our Omicron Christmas um, with this CBS News reporter, Imitaz Tayeb. Um, but the great thing about it is, you know, this is CBS News, and, and they're mentioning the protests in Britain, you know, and they try to scare you with Omicron. U.S. health officials are closely watching Omicron cases in the United Kingdom for signs as to what could be headed here. Dear God. CBS News foreign correspondent Imtiaz Tayyip reports. Havoc nearly everywhere. Britain is convulsing under the strain caused by Omicron. In central London, violence broke out between police and anti-vaxxers outside Parliament, where demonstrators were demanding an end to vaccine mandates and other COVID measures. The unrest comes as chilling new government figures show England has recorded the highest number of children admitted to hospital with COVID since the start of the pandemic. Havoc nearly everywhere. 65 under 18s were hospitalized with COVID on December the 12th. Havoc nearly everywhere. With more than half just five years old and under. 
Britain's booster shot program has been turbocharged. Every minute, 100 people are being boosted in London alone. What? So the waiting time is two and a half to three hours. What? Across Europe, Omicron concerns have led to a wave of new COVID restrictions. Demonstrators were demanding an end to vaccine mandates and other COVID measures. In the Netherlands, where holiday shoppers were given just a few hours notice, the country was going into a full national lockdown what? until at least mid-January. No! Caretaker Prime Minister Mark Rutte said the country will have, quote, another Christmas that is completely different from what we would like, calling it very bad news. Now, officially, Britain is still open for business, but havoc nearly everywhere. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas plans are once again in disarray what? as people right up and down the country are canceling plans no! because of Omicron. No! no! Dear God. You idiot! Yeah, what the hell? In the same program, you had uh, Francis Collins and Scott Gottlieb talking, and they're experts in the field talking about they don't know if Omicron, and they should say to most people, we understand this, is viruses mutate weaker. It's just the natural progression of a virus mutation is weaker, and they know that, but they don't say it. But what they do say is it's too early to tell if this will be a more severe severe or a less severe uh, strain. And they all know it'll be a less severe strain, but they want to scare people anyway. So here we're, we're back Uh, to lockdowns around Christmas for what? For what? For a new variant that we don't even know could put people in the hospital. This is just, everybody knows this is a a point of control. So I'm going to leave you with, and I don't have a problem with people in prison, you know, I have a problem with the, the prison system, you know, making money off prisoners, but I don't have a problem with the prison system giving uh, prisoners uh, trade or to get them involved in either college or, you know, in the wood shop. I mean, they've always done that. So that's not a reality. But here they try to sell, they try to soften the stigma of being a convicted felon, and in this case, for murder. Why on earth would we begin this holiday show behind bars? I got 75 years. For Charlie Jones, the existential questions are deep and persistent. I've been here for murder. Prison inmates have been making things in Maine since the 1800s, when selling sleighs and wagons helped defray costs. Today, a whole range of crafts support the workshops in Maine's maximum security prison in Warren. I've been here for murder. Charlie Jones came here when he was 20, sentenced to 75 years in a state where there is no parole. I've been here for murder. They do about $1.6 million worth of work out of this facility. That Um, much? They do. Randa Liberty is commissioner of Maine's Department of Corrections. You spend $46,000 a year to house someone in a correctional facility, and they come back because they receive no programming to address the core um, reasons why they arrived here. I've been here for murder. Doris Buffett, what? Warren's sister, who lived in Rockland, Maine. When Doris Buffett died in 2020, Charlie was asked if he could make something to honor her. What? This is what Charlie made. A table with lights made of books. 
On their spines, the names of courses open to prison residents. Including Women Gender Studies is one of the books on the legs. <laughs> too fun. And they do a close-up of it. It's too funny. What surprised me the most was how kind the people I met were. <laughs> Respectful, courteous. I got 75 years. What do you think is the biggest misconception people have about people that are in prison? I've been here for murder. I got... 75 years. I now see that that wasn't a, a monster, that that was a stupid kid. Well, that's what happens when you commit murder, you go to prison for life. In most cases. I'm all for redemption. You want to let people out of prison, if they did good, they spent their time reading or going to college and really and repented and all that stuff I understand it but this piece was just to soften the stigma because the progressive one let people out on the streets not convict them or let them out on bond or release prisoners out on the street it just it right they talk about re recidivism all the time if you let prisoners out of prison or you don't prosecute people that break the law, you're going to get rising crime. It's just a fact. Except for me. We'll see you next week. Rudy's Revelation. Please comment, subscribe, and like. And don't forget to check me out Twitter, Facebook, Minds, and Locals. We'll see you next week.